Hello everybody and welcome back to the Saturday Night Podcast. We have an all-ladies show lined up today with two interviews coming up with Orla Murray and Blahine Macken. First up, we're going to hear from Orla Murray, who's the joint captain of the Armagh Mogi team that made it through to the Premier Junior All-Ireland Final after beating Tyrone last Saturday. After a great start from Armagh, with three points in a row through Rachel Murray, Kier Donnelly and Laura Smith, Tyrone shot ahead with two quick-fire goals. The Red Hands raised another green flag before the break and were ahead 3-1 to 5 at half-time. Armagh did come roaring back in the second half, with super sub Eamor Smith hitting two goals to see the Kmogs through to the final on a scoreline of Armagh 2-10, Tyrone 3-4. They now face Calvin on Saturday the 5th of December, with the game taking place as part of a double-header in Braffney Park, with the intermediate final between Antrim and Down also taking place on the same day. We'll now hear from Orla Murray, who describes her size win over old rivals Tyrone. Um, so Orla, um, well done last Saturday and welcome to the Saturday Night Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. And I suppose just from last Saturday, um, you beat Tyrone in the Premier Junior All-Ireland Championship semi-final. What was the feelings after the final whistle? It must have been just pure relief. It was a tight game. Yeah, definitely. It was relief now. Um, Tyrone really brought it to us. And we knew it was a local derby and they were always going to come out a lot stronger than we thought. Um, I think we just about got over the edge of it and maybe it was the wake-up call that we needed. And I suppose you, you talk about um, the rivalry there and um, I don't think there's any in any code it's maybe a rivalry as strong with players from the same club playing for different teams. Um, yeah. Obviously the Donnellys from Aglish and then there was a couple of Aglish players fl- playing for Tyrone as well. Yeah, no, definitely. There was a good rivalry there between Kier Donnelly and Leanne with, I think, the Rashi Martin Club members. Um, but it was great to see after the game they were all friends again and just what's left on the pitch. And I think, um, am I right in saying this is going to be your first final then from 2016? That was against Kiarlo? Yes, so this is our first all Ireland final again since 2016. Um, and is that young team, maybe the younger members coming in the last couple of years, has that helped you sort of um, progress to get to this stage? Yes, definitely. Bring up the younger age and their their will to keep going as well. We've brought through Kiers, came home this year um, and then a few older players coming back too, which was great. And I suppose just going back to the throne game, um, anybody that was watching it or um, read up about it or anything, um, Tyrone obviously had the breeze in the first half and they had three goals I think it was 3-1 to 5 points at half time so they're up by 5 at half time um, I suppose what what was your thoughts at, at half time or what was said during the huddle? Uh, I think we knew ourselves that we hadn't started um, we had brought on even myself and myself and Eamor Smith were brought on uh, I was isolated for two weeks just prior to the match um, but we knew we had the bench there too and we knew still has so much potential in the girls but very much Tyrone crowded our forward line and they had their homework done on us um, three very slippy goals the, the sun was in Kerry's eyes too which was hard it was a strong breeze and with the sun shining down too um, I suppose you were confident then of a comeback and as, as you say um, the likes of yourself and Emer Smith who got two goals coming in yeah. till an already strong forward line I was just um tallying up the, the top scores and I think Rachel Mary and the two Donnellys inside have got two twenty five in the two games. 
Yeah, no definitely. The girls inside are very dangerous. So they are sponsored. You, you know when you're getting the ball into them, girls are going to do damage. So they are. We just had to get that belief in ourselves. And we went out and we got the first score. And then once we had our first goal, it really picked us up. And we knew that we knew we had a battle to keep going. But we could take it back. So we could. And I suppose it's easy to talk about the forwards. They're always maybe the ones that get the recognition. But... Um, for by the three goals, as you say, the the sun was in Kerry's face. It was difficult for, her. um, but the defense did hold her own to just four points throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, our defense were excellent, so they were, and the pressure really was on them, especially in the first half. Um, but there were immense coming out with the ball and making sure they were placing the ball correctly to our players. So they were. And would you have been probably happier after that Tyrone game, given such a tight and tough game rather than what you've had against Roscommon in the, the round one of the group stages I think was at 318 to 4 points or something you've won that game by yeah I think it's better preparation for the final uh, so that we're not as confident in ourselves yes we're confident in ourselves but that we're not just going to maybe walk away with things that we have to work hard and we have to pull things together um, and just work extremely hard it is all Ireland's Ireland stage now no team is going to let you just walk all over them uh, I think girls need to just get that hunger and passion back into it as well and I suppose that was home advantage of any advantage against Tyrone I know it was in Cross McLean I'm not sure um, how often you have played there or anything what is, what is, was it any advantage to you? I don't even think it was any really advantage uh, we, we actually have never even trained or played in um, cross pitch so we haven't um, the, the grass was I know a lot of people were saying oh god there was grass long it was actually quite long for Camogie and that's why a lot of the balls were nearly getting stuck in the rocks and even stuck once it just there was no bounce at all but the pitch was in great condition despite the weather that there was the week before the match um, but no I don't think there was really much advantage in it for us um, I suppose it's going to be the same question next week when you play Calvin the, the game's obviously in um, Breffney Park will it be of any effect do you think either an advantage for them or a disadvantage to use or, or does it really matter coming All-Ireland Final I don't think it really matters coming All-Ireland Final I know we would be loving to play at Crow Park but just the way things are this year um, but no it's another it's another pitch at the end of the day we just have to get ourselves up for it and nearly blank out it's just a pitch and it doesn't matter whereabouts it is we just have to go out and do a job um, you sort of touched on it there earlier, and, and I have that written down in my notes here that um, that 2016 game against Carlo in the final was in Crook Park, and obviously, as we say, this is this game's in Breffney Park. Is that disappointing that you aren't going to get to get to Crook Park and show what you're made of there? Oh, definitely, yes. I think it is a big disappointment for girls. Um, there's a lot of girls that have never got the opportunity to play in Crook Park, and it is everyone's dream to play in that field. Um, but at the end of the day, we just we can't dwell on it. This year, we're lucky to be out playing Camogie, never mind playing in an All-Iron Final too. Um, so I think we just have to pick ourselves up and try and win the All-Iron now and actually bring it home this year. Um, I suppose, Orla, just to um, finish up, what what do you know about Calvin? Is there have you much recent history with them, or because um, I know they they beat for Commonwealth in the semi final and same as you done in the first round. So would you would you have any insight into them or anything? Um, not really. Well, a few of us have played Ulsters with them last year. Um, they got they are going to be a quite physical team, a lot stronger than what we have played so far. Um, they have quite nippy forwards, and even their backline is very strong. We know from insight that they played Graham Moore a few years back in the Ulsters 
I think it was Castle Lock, and um, they they actually came across and beat Greymore. Uh, so we just know that we have a lot to do, and we have to get a lot more physical with the with the players too. Hey, that's great, Orla. Thanks very much for joining us, and best of luck that games next Saturday, then the fifth of December, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's great. Thanks very much for coming on, Orla. Great, thank you. Moving on to the big ball now, and it's exciting times for the Armagh ladies as they compete in the Senior All-Ireland semi-final this weekend for the first time in five years. Armagh were hugely impressive in their win over Mayo the last day out and will have to produce a similar performance to get over the line on Saturday. This time, they face the daunting task of taking on Dublin, who are searching for four All-Irelands in a row. Joining us to look forward to the game is Armagh star Blahine Mackin. Mackin is one of the standout players in the Armagh team and has picked up a new position this year. Formerly known as a scoring forward, the Shane O'Neill's player now finds herself in defence, but can still bomb up the field to get in the score sheet. The game will take place on Saturday in Braffney Park at 4.30pm and will be shown live on Teenage E. We'll now hear from Blahine Mackin as she looks forward to the challenge ahead. So Blahine, um, welcome to the show, very good to have you um, as we're looking forward to Armagh's game with Dublin this weekend. Um, and I suppose just to start, um, how are you looking forward to the game? We know that Armagh have got three good wins under their belt since um, come back from Covid 2 against Tyrone and then the Mayo win two weeks ago. So um, how's things heading into this game? Yeah, for me personally I've been a brilliant build up to it. It's my first time being in the All Ireland semi final at senior level. So it's been class to get to this stage eventually after this past few years. But the first few games after COVID we've had good performances, so it's nice going into the semi final with that behind us and even in the Ulster game against Drone as well. We have that behind us as well. So it's it's going good so far. Hopefully we can keep it up. And I suppose how personally and as the team, how did you find the lockdown? Because I know um, it was difficult not having collective training and that, but you have come back and you have been in good form ever since it. Yeah, no, it was the lockdown sort of, for me, I was actually quite lucky. At least I wasn't training on my own. You know, I had me and Amy both in the house, so if we did have runs or we did have training to be done, at least I had her with me. Whereas I know some girls in the team were on their own, but... It hasn't, it has maybe affected us in a good way as whenever it had happened, the league, we weren't doing particularly well. So we've come back from it far better than we were before, which seems to have been a bonus. I don't know how it worked, but it's it worked somehow. I suppose looking forward to this weekend, Blaheen, um, obviously you take on Dublin and there was a venue change there um, last week. The game was officially down for Thurless um, when, when the draw was made. After he's beaten Mayo and now it's in Braffney Park in Calvin. Um, I suppose you are delighted with that decision. I'm not, I'm not sure where Thurless come out of or how that venue was picked, but um, I'm sure you are delighted that it's now in Braffney Park. It's a bit closer. Yeah, definitely. And we had our game against Drone in Braffney as well. I think Dublin had their game against Donegal there. So it's an even playing field. I'm not sure. I think maybe. Thurless was because Semple Stadium such a brilliant stadium you know they wanted the semi-final there maybe but I think it was common sense to put it in uh, Braffney Park which is a brilliant pitch to and a brilliant stadium and yeah handier for, for both teams definitely 
I'm wondering, did, did you have any say in that? Like, were the players contacted about it or anything, or was it just sort of like county boards got it arranged? No, no, I think, well, from a player's point of view, obviously, you know, you're like, that's not ideal, but I'm trying to think that if it is there, that's fine too. You know, you don't want to, as a player, you just want to concentrate on the match. You probably don't want to be thinking into the background. So we're lucky enough that our county board, I don't even know how they dealt with it or how they approached it, but we're lucky that it didn't come into the players' hands because it's not really the players' responsibility. You just have to try and focus on the game, especially when it is such a big, deep game. You don't want to be having to think about that side of things as well. So we're thankful to our county board and management that they sorted that for us. I suppose looking to this weekend, Blahine, um, yous are underdogs. Um, again, yous are underdogs against Mayo as well um, in the last day out. And I suppose going into this game, you've seen what Calvin and Tipperary did at the weekend as both underdogs. Um, you've obviously beat Mayo while you were the underdogs. Does that have any impact on either yourself or the team going into the game that um, Dublin's the heavy favourites? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you always sort of know that it's the back of your mind. But it could be, as you said, the Calvin and Tipperary men's game at the weekend. Like It could be the year of the underdog and... You just never know. It's the end of the day. It's 15 against 15, and anything can happen on the day. And you do, obviously, you do know that Dublin are hot favourites for the whole competition from the start of it, just because they're such a brilliant team and a brilliant setup and their experience in the past few years. Of course, I stand by them, but as I say, it's just anybody's game on the day to performs the best in that 60 minutes of football. So we'll take a lot of confidence that we are the underdogs against Mayo when we came out on top and we're happy with our performance so we will have confidence from that but again we know that it's not going to be an easy game and then Dublin as you say they're obviously very strong um, the last couple of years I think they're going for four in a row all Ireland's this year I think they've won the last yeah. last three um, so you maybe you would know obviously a bit about their team and, and their players and stuff but you maybe don't know them um, playing wise you haven't played them I think it was 2015 was the last time you met them in the championship and as you say you weren't playing that day so um, maybe is it an advantage that you know them so well and maybe they, they won't know you as well as you know them yeah definitely like from that 2015 game I think I was actually water girl that day so, I was. so um, from that game the team has definitely changed and I know we did play them in the league then and maybe 2017 but even from that there like the teams and as have they changed significantly like so they've obviously come on a lot since then and I think we have shown how good we are and we can put it up with some of the best teams in the country so hopefully we us knowing them and having seen them so much especially in their uh, championship runs in the past few years will have a good bit to look at and it could work in our favour, you know, maybe. I'm sure they'll look at certain games and they'll have a fair idea about us as well. So, it's tough to know. Um, and as you say, you've met them a couple of years ago in the league, but um, I was just checking the, the four teams left, yourselves, Dublin, um, Cork and Galway, usually the only team operating outside Division 1 in the league. Um, I suppose that, that speaks volumes for how you have got to this stage of the competition. Yeah, definitely. In the past few years that we have been in Division 2, we've been, I would say we've been very unlucky 
cannot get promoted, but again, that's that's something we'll have to wait in the test next year. Um, it is a good building block for us, though, even being a Division 2 team, and sometimes it is tough going from Division 2 and playing in a senior competition with the Division 1 teams, but it could have worked in our favour because they have no experience of what we are like this year at all, as they haven't met us, so it might be a benefit. Um, and this is, this is maybe a silly question, Blahine, I'm only going on what I know myself, but I would always have thought you, um, you were played as a forward, but this year you've been playing, I think you were wing half-back maybe against Throne and then centre-half-back the last two games. Um, is that a new position for you or is it somewhere you've played before? Uh, yeah, no, I suppose I've mostly played between forward and midfield, but I have. I played half-back line. Tommy Coleman, he was always one to put me in the half-back line, so at minors and not there, so I'm not um, a stranger to the position, I can just, I just go where I'm told to go, so I And how, how are you finding it? Is it, or maybe a, a more difficult question for you would be, where do you prefer to play? Uh, <laughs> I suppose I, as I say, I just go where I'm told, I don't really know if I have a preferred position, at this stage, I'm, I'm just sort of put between half-back, midfield and half-forward. Um, I suppose it depends on the game and it depends on the team you're playing with. It can change. I know a club, a club have always been midfield and that has never really changed. But it does depend on what players around you where your manager for each team needs you sort of thing. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be hopefully in the starting 15. And I know you got up and scored a point against Mayo. Is that sort of do you enjoy maybe that element of the role, um, being able to bomb forward and maybe do you have a bit of a license to go forward instead of maybe a man man marking role? Okay, definitely. I suppose you know it all depends on the situation in the game, but we are allowed to. If it opens up, you know you can go, and you're never told not to. You won't be shouted at or anything, but. Yeah, I think I enjoy definitely trying to get forward myself, but again, it just depends on where you're at in the game and if it's needed, sometimes you're better off not going up near the forwards and letting them do their thing on their own. So it just depends on what's happening around you. And finally, just um, Blahine will finish on this one. Um, I think it was just after your point against Mayo, you delivered the ball for Amy's second goal, I think, or Armagh's second goal, maybe it was Amy's first. Um, is there a, a strong connection there when you're going forward do you near, nearly be looking for Amy's run or, or you know where she's going to be um, not necessarily looking for her no but yeah I think we definitely there is a bit of telepathy between us sometimes I suppose when you've played with someone well for me it's been my whole life I've played with Amy I've rarely been on a team without her so I sort of know what sort of ball she likes in and where she normally wants it so it is maybe I tend to find her more often than other players, but not always looking for her. She always just appears somewhere, so she does for me. I'm lucky enough. And it must be good, Amy. Obviously, uh, done her ACL last year, and she's back flying now. It must be good to get seeing her back and seeing her playing so well at the minute. Yeah, definitely. It was it was a long enough process, and you know you watch her doing so much. Especially the gym work and the rehab and through the operation, you know, it's it's just so good to see her back 
and maybe even better than what she was before. So, you know, you watch her doing all the hard work and it's just, I'm just glad it paid off her and she is doing so well. Hey, that's great. Blahine, thanks very much for joining us and best of luck on, on Saturday evening against Dublin. Thank you very much. So thanks to Orla and Blahine for joining us and talking us through both the Camogie game last weekend and the ladies football match that's coming up on Saturday. As usual, we'll be posting updates on all the team news and scores during the weekend's game, so make sure to follow us on social media if you don't already. That's the Sideline Eye on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today, and we'll be back again next week with reaction from the football game and looking forward to the Camogie final next weekend. See you all then. Inside.